A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Appreciate it. Tonight, we have Rushugal owner ryan huffman on the line former uh, primal impulse rider and uh, former pro rider done a lot in his career and uh happy to have ryan on talking about washugal and throughout the years as well lots to uh, lots to get to when it comes to him and, and uh, i appreciate the time and appreciate you guys listening so flyracing.com you know the name you know the gear you know everything they stand for please check it out at your local dealer or, or one of your favorite online shops motorsports say for example uh flyracing.com they've got the formula helmet they've got the uh, evo gear the 2020 and a half kinetic mesh is out now and uh summer is coming so you want to want that light lightweight great vending stuff uh, please check them out flyracing.com also to maxis tires mxst developed by jeremy mcgrath used by alex ray aj Cantanzaro out there in supercross you know it's proven i've got a set on my blue crew right now uh maxis mxsts check them out mountain bike tires fantastic light truck tires tires utv tires maxis.com for more information on that and renthal uh they've won more titles than all of their competitors combined since uh, 19 uh whatever they came out with seven eights bar Twin wall bar, fat bar, uh, the new fat bar 36 that Kenny has taken to Supercross wins. Renthal is always innovating, always elevating, and you know their name and you know the quality of products that they have over the years. And uh, don't forget about their sprockets as well. They've got a lot of sprockets, uh, ultra lightweight, and uh, and things like that. So renthal.com for more information from those guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. RacerX online as well. Check them out. Subscription uh, available now, two ninety nine for three issues up until the, I think we're running this June tenth or something. And if you don't, if you're still like Wygant and three bucks is still too much for you, nine nine cents gets you the digital versions of three issues. So can't beat that price, and you'll read things in there that you'll never read anywhere else. So thanks to RacerX Online for hosting this stuff. And uh, here we go, Ryan Huffman, everybody. Now, as promised on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by the folks at Renthal and Maxis. Also, shout out to the folks at Race Tech for being part of these podcasts as well. Uh, a very fast Pacific Northwesterner, uh, a guy who uh, I still uh, hung around with a little bit back in the day, and I still see at Washougal every year as he and his family run the facility. It's Ryan Huffman. What's up, Ryan? How are you, man? Pretty good. Just, you know, uh, navigating through these kind of crazy times right now. That's, you know, probably the best way to put it. Yeah, really. For yourself, you're a track owner. Uh, you, you run Washougal for a number of years. Well, I want to, the first part of this pod, let's, let's deal with Washougal. And I want to talk about growing up there for you and all of that. And then we'll cool. talk about your career yep. after. But so the date for the national, that's, that's gone or who knows as of now? What, where are we at I mean, officially? It, 
Well, I mean, you, you see, and they put a post out. It's going to start on the fourth. Yep. Um, obviously, it's going to go, you know, basically into the fall. Um, but you know, I mean, the, the realistic side is what probably everybody knows is is that you still got to put together a travel schedule and the dates that works yeah. for each state's governors and guidelines and restrictions mm-hmm. and and so on. So a lot to it, and and all the tracks are really willing to do what they got to do to fine tune and come up with a way to make it work, yeah. you know? Um, and you know, you heard Tomac and some of them, them guys talk and they're being pretty uh, grateful and respectful that they get to get back on their dirt bike. So mm-hmm. hopefully from the OAMs and the big sponsors all the way through, we can find a plan that works, Yeah, you know, for everybody. I know I'm willing to do whatever. Um, and uh, you could see a different date or maybe, maybe I can make it work. I've right. been working hard with our, with our well, restrictions, government and, you you Agencies guys are like you guys are a little bit tighter tighter state tighter lockdown state than than a lot of people are doing right now. So that's definitely an uphill battle for you as far as that goes. It, or it seems that way for me from Washington State from what I read. Do you agree? Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. outside of everything, yes, we did actually. Uh, I I I got irritated with you know um, our state and all that as most probably do, especially in our sport. With you know, one way or another, I'm not going to get too political. Yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. But but when a few things were said, it kind of lit the fire under my butt. And, and MX Sports actually put together that Safe to Race Task Force. And I started reading into some of that. And then I thought, well, Millville did an activity recreational day. Um, then all of a sudden, we were able to go fishing again. I mean, you couldn't even, you know, yeah. fish in our state. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, nobody agreed with that, you know. And and so then they opened the doors for recreation. So I, I did all the the background work on all that i won't bore you with it all but uh open for outdoor recreational activity you know uh including exercise basically how it was yeah sure whatever you gotta do we we ran a little weekend it went well people were pretty respectful you know there's the people that struggle with it all but we implemented some stuff above and beyond i think what the state can do in their own uh recreational parks per se and um that said we implemented that on up i worked with some local local councilmen's and all that uh, they went uh, they put us in there with the small business meeting with the governor and last thursday we were implemented in as motocross facilities essential and open immediately okay pretty impressive yeah good but, news yeah I, i'm not not necessarily giving the props you know to the guy at the top of the pecking order here in washington but um you know he wrote the amendments and we're in uh but but the biggest thing is um Everybody's got to respect that and understand the work that went in to get there yeah. is just, I don't, it's too much to even explain, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we're, we're there and we got phased in and if people aren't, you know, and I'm speaking to all you Northwesterners right now and people want to come to our facility, you got, you got to remember we can be phased out. Now that the governor's labeled us, he can label us with any restrictions, <laughs> yeah. label us out. Yeah. So and, be careful, everyone. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. so it's, it's well, crazy that. It's crazy I even opened the doors with all this because wh- whether I am one way or another, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I put my head down and found a way and here we are. Right. Now, one of the reasons I ask about the date of the national is because from what I understand, and you can correct me, is Washougal has always ran the national that weekend because of the permits for that weekend. It's preferred. It's been that way for a long time. 
to move the national, I've always told Ryan, was a bigger deal to get the permit. Uh, obviously, years ago, there were some issues at Washougal with some, some national <laughs> yeah. goers, and I think that didn't help things. But are, so are you, are you able to... I think it was to, like 20 cop cars pulling in our field. Dude, I know. They got turned around. Let's just say that. Um, I, think, I think one of the cars got stolen. I don't know if I, I can say I that. I heard. No, I heard. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I watched it. I think I was 15 years old, and I actually sat and watched it. Um, from probably, yeah. I think I stood up in the back of somebody's truck over, and you're just field. like, "Oh, mom and dad are going to be so pissed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, can you get a permit for another weekend? I guess is that what I? That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, we don't have to necessarily get a permit. We we okay. just work with the officials. Um, we're grandfathered in like a hundred year old farm. We did a bunch of work. I mean, that's just the amazing thing of my dad. You look at this property and where it's at. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about, oh, you charge too much. You this or that, and I'm not going to try to get too sideways because i'm already getting a little excited here but uh he did a ton of work to get this place open yeah. for everybody back in the day yep and we proved that we were in before the land use laws of 72 needless to say um we don't necessarily have to permit but there's still the guidelines okay. with the governor you got to follow that's covid yep yep you know? well so i, I, I just meant the permit like from a from a uh, non-COVID time, I was I was always under the understanding that Washougal could only operate a few weekends of the year for the national for the national. Get, yeah. Biggest thing is, is is the fairs and and having the because of what happened back in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, is basically we're restricted to making sure we have the proper uh, police okay. involvement okay. and security. Yep. And when there's all different fairs and Got concerts going yep. on in in August, it makes August tough. Um, man, so. I, from what I know of Washougal's history, obviously an, an, an iconic track, but there was a point, and I don't think your 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 dad, Ralph, uh, what's your mom's name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Carolyn. Carolyn. Ralph and Carolyn owned it yet. But Washougal, from reading Cycle News and, and everything else, it seemed like one year the dust was so bad that the next year, there was one single year the series didn't go back to Washougal. Uh, 83, maybe? 84? 86 or 87, maybe. 87, maybe. Um and and I believe Ralph and Carolyn got it after that. Is that is that? Do I have my history right? Yeah, I mean the real history lesson is 1980 was the first national. Okay. They my my dad had been involved with motocross at a uh, Southern Oregon track, and my brothers that are all uh, 12 years or so older than me all raced, and he he just ran helped build that track with he's really good on equipment had the equipment available through his timber operation okay that said they were one of my brothers was really fast used to actually battle with eric kehoe at the amateur pro level um and so we were into it pretty good and my dad knew they wanted they had the opportunity for national well he funded it in 1980 so he got he got involved with the funding of it from there then on and it kind of made a deal and it, it changed hands within a couple people and he got more involved and always, my dad's a working fool and uh-huh. he would probably, he probably worked more than they did, even though it wasn't his place, um, here and there. And, uh, seen it kind of going downhill. So he made a new deal with them when he, uh, funded And that it. was around then? That was around that time? Around 85, yeah, 86. Yeah. Okay. And they lost it and they couldn't pay him back. So he got the rights to the lease and fixed it all within a year and got the national and got the national back and we're off and running yep. that's it yep um yep. yeah it's crazy to think about because washugo such a a great track and so 
many famous obstacles and everything else, and then you go and uh, you lose it because it, the dust was so bad. And, and guys, I remember yeah. one the interview, one of the second was Bailey was like, I had to stop. Bailey was like, I stopped. I just couldn't. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go up the hill wide open, <laughs> and I couldn't see anything, yeah. you know? And you think about how great of a job Washugo has been since I've been going there, which is 1995, and you're like, you're like, Gee, I can't even imagine, you know, I can't even imagine it being that bad. Yeah. So, um, when are you born? What's your birthday? I was born in '74. Okay, so, so my, you're yeah, yeah you're you're uh, 15, 16 years old when uh, the Nationals are coming, like, like when your dad run, starts running it. Yeah, I mean, he was helping it when I mean, nineteen yeah. eighty, and I I right. was just running around the place like a little tailhead crazy kid does <laughs> in the motocross track. Yeah, um, and. Or whatever, um, in racing my little fifties back then. But uh, um, you know, I mean, my first national, I really remember. I remember watching them. I've been to. All, I was at all of them. Yep. But um, about eighty-seven or so, when I knew it got serious for my dad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So you know, or eighty-eight. Eighty-eight's when we got it back. I think it was eighty-eight. So eighty-eight on is when I really remember it. And I was a fast youngster, and I just knew that. Hey, how cool is this? I get to come up here and ride while he works. Right, right. Well, that's where <laughs> I'm know? going. Like, can you imagine everyone listening to this just having Washugal as your personal playground? Now, yeah. Amart and Jmart have showed me photos and videos of Millville when it's a non-national weekend, you know, and it's yeah. it's not this epic place, right? Uh, it's rain yeah. ruddy and grown in and and all this, but still, Washugal as your personal track, pretty damn nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's cool to say that you know it, it's mine, you know. But the funny thing is, is you you look through the history. Southwick's my best track racing, so I you know love my dad and all. Yeah, but yeah. Was never my best place. <laughs> yeah, like where where I did this podcast with McCormick, Jason McCormick, and he passed on your number to me. You know, he rose, he shone, he shined at Washugal, right? That was his oh, place. Yeah. Like it, it was always his yeah. place. But look at look at RV at Washugal. Only one yeah. once. You know, yeah. Um, so it's weird how that works out, Ryan. It's totally weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I know is I love beating Jason here at local races because God damn, could he get pissed off? <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Just, yeah, so I'm rubbing it in a bit right now. Right, right. Um, out of all the years, and don't maybe not recently when you've taken a, a better hand of it and you're running around and you're working your balls off at these nationals, but as a kid watching them, is there one year that stood out for you? Um, I want to say, I feel like it was 90 when I, when I knew I was getting faster, yep, um, yep. or 91 getting on to one twenty five, 90. And I feel like I was watching Larry Ward go fast. Um, and I just remember thinking, wow, I, in a year or two, I'm going to be here doing this mm -hmm. and, uh, more I was hoping to, yeah. and, you know, let alone, you know, outside of that, um, you know, this is, you know, my dad's place and I get to be part of this and. Wow, I'm already nervous, and I haven't even raced it yet. You know, <laughs> holy shit, what am I doing to myself? Right. right. Um, <laughs> so, did you ever get to go out know, there with Larry? I remember, I, did you ever? Did you ever get to out there? Go out there and practice with Larry or any of those guys? Like, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. To be honest, Larry and his his stepdad were, you know, as I got to be one of the faster, fastest kids in the country on mini bikes, mm -hmm. he'd come stay with me in Roseburg, Oregon, and his dad, his dad was the one that finally said your bike could work better. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And so Larry and his dad were riding and they just turned my clickers all the way one way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, this sucks. <laughs> and then they turned them another way. And then he made me learn it. I'll never forget yeah, that yeah. in Roseburg. And uh, his name was Harry Thornton. Okay. And uh, Harry and Larry spent a whole day or probably two or three days riding with us down in Roseburg and taught me to know the difference. I think I, I probably was 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, and cool. taught me. Yeah, that was a kind. That was a real fun day, and and I learned about my bike more. And right. of course, you know, you know, then you're you're thinking about it all the time, and always trying to fix your bike, especially if McCormick beats you at a local race or something. You got to blame it on the suspension. <laughs> of course, always, right, <laughs> yeah. always. You know, or Danny Olven or whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually raced against Danny a little bit. I got to know him a little bit too up in Canada. He came to the Canadian yeah. Nationals and whooped everyone's ass and. So I kind of became friends with him a little bit from that. Um, he was fast. He, Danny was really fast. He, he quit. He quit way too soon. But I guess when his family yeah. business, he was like, "I ah, screw it. I'm gonna go do that." <laughs> you know. But. Yeah, he never looked like he was trying hard. He no. was kind of like, in a sense, uh, David Bailey, Kevin Windemish, but not tall. So you didn't yeah. see that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so Washugal, uh, obviously, I've always wondered about this, Ryan, and you can ask answer me a couple of questions. So. Okay. I didn't like the taking of the Chuck Sun jump out. I didn't like that. Oh. Uh, I, um, and I didn't like the catcher's mitt going away and all that. I'm just a traditionalist guy, but you got to make changes. Yeah. I get that. Uh, why was that done? And what's your feedback on doing that? What, what's your What's your take on that? Oh, I'll try to make this honest and funny. Yeah, um, please do. So, you know, my dad's known as one of the best guys on a dozer ever. And they started talking about it. Well, let's back off my dad being so good on a dozer. Let's get to the first part. There was talk about we needed more fan space and room and, and yep. go into the VIP tents and the different ideas to have a little bit more open space to uh, build up, you know, in a sense, call it the festival area, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. um, vending festival, all that. And that's before we took out more trees close to the whoops and all that. So between food and all that to really fit it right, it was just a good idea to do that. And, uh, um, you know, to the, you know, the bigger side of things, um, I wouldn't call it MX sports AMA back then and all that kind of being involved. Um, and me, uh, Ty Crandall, he's going to listen to this. He, he, I'm pretty sure as hard a worker Ty Crandall was, I doubt he pulled one fence post to help us do that. <laughs> um, and you know, the funny side is, is once we got started, I'd always bug my dad. He'd let me run cat on our Okay. Property down in Southern Oregon. And he knew I was pretty good on dozers. But yeah. yeah Wash Rugal, you know, you had to, you're his kid. You got to dig ditches. You got to water. You mm -hmm. got to pick rocks, blah, blah, blah. Like the Martin and brothers, by the what? way. Yeah, the First Martin brothers are the same way. Like Jeremy and Alex, dude, growing yeah. up, that's all they had to do on Millville all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah, no different for me. I'm, I'm glad they had to go through that, or maybe not. Yeah. But yeah. It, it makes me feel better. Um, but so. no, uh, Anyway, so my first day getting on a dozer guesses when to help push dirt out of that. And it was, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. It was really hard to see it go, you know. But yeah. um, in the end of that, uh, I'll tell you real quick. So I was kind of irritated with that. And up on the hill where we got that big booter jump, mm -hmm. I built the jump where I was jumping two fences and jumping over the top of that right after that. My dad started letting me run the cat a little bit. Okay. That was gone, and I wanted to build. I seen this one day up there, and I thought, God, that could because I was always the jumper guy and did some kind of Mike Craig stuff, let's say. Okay. Even out in the Yeah. So I seen this, and I built that. And in the midst of it, uh, my dad ended up putting a weird turn in one year, and I remember Chad Reed and a lot of the riders didn't like it on the face of where that road jumped Yeah, is. Yeah, um, I yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, anyways, so when that was done, I asked my dad, I said, well, Chuck Sun's out. Can we build a tabletop up and over that? And put something back in for these guys to have fun on that are riding. Right. And then so, you know, we ended up getting that. Now, it's never going to make up for Chuck's son. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't agree. If we get, we'll get lit up after this more than anything. 
people that watch this, our Facebook's going to blow up with bring Jeff's son back. <laughs> it just was so, cool. It was, it was, you come down, you're, you're hauling ass, you 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 sail through the crowd, you, you know, you, yep. the, the fences lined it. It was, it was a neat thing, but yeah, also, also, but as well, for guys like me that are old school and bitching and moaning, time moves on and yep. things have to change. Right? Oh, I still so, bitch yeah. about it. I mean, um, yeah. what about, uh, what about, I've often wondered this, like, so some of the sections, uh, definitely the dirt's gone, right? It's harder packed than it used to be back in the day. Yeah. Um, yep. Can you just, and you can see by the sides of the track, like things have sunken in, right? From the guys riding it. Oh, yeah. Um, can you just yep. move it over? Is it possible? Is it way too hard just, to do that kind of stuff? The water lines. The ah, water lines. lines. Yeah, yeah. 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 The way our track is and the, and the fan accessibility and all the tunnels make that tough. Yep, yep. We did hit some really good dirt last year out in our field, which we would have never thought. And it was feet of, of topsoil. Okay. Um, and so we started adding it in last year. So the track was definitely better last year, let, let alone the weather in the morning. When you get a mister yeah. right in the morning and the riders, yeah. riders can't bitch at us. About being slick, they got a bitch of Mother Nature. <laughs> Dude, um, and I, I'm one of those riders that have bitched before, so uh, you know I've been there, done that. And, I can't tell you how many times as a mechanic, we would run the same tires all year. We'd get to your track, and I would just hear nothing but complaints about tires and pressure yes. and mooses and what's going on. And I'm just like, it's Washugo, man. That's what it yeah. is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's nothing we can do. Um, yeah, but we had some guys. So back to the dirt real quick. We yeah. had some guys that nothing against good hard workers that helped us at this facility, but they wanted to roll the dirt. And I'll never forget my dad's really good at dirt and all that. Yep. And he used to. He used to. Nobody can run a dozer as fast as him and, and push dirt and mm -hmm. get the end result. You know, he's still he's eighty two years old. and He still works. Eighty two. Is your dad eighty two? Wow. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good yep. for him. So. Anyways, but they rolled the dirt from underneath, and you still had some of the sawdust and stuff we had, so it looked really good. But my dad says this, topsoil is called topsoil for a reason, and they buried it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've been trying to get that back. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, um, and, and you can get it back, but, it, you know, we get all the rain up here, and it washes away. So, like, right now, my track's completely, you know, packed in. Yeah, we yeah. We leave it packed in now. We, we don't do a lot because it runs off, right. especially when you're trying to get the topsoil back on it. And we're working on it, yeah. but um, it's a real science, you know, isn't it? It's a real science. Uh, and, and here's the other thing: we used to water a little bit more through practice, and when the riders rode, yep. you can't do that with the pros and the fast, the speed of the bikes now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we used to water more through the morning on the pro day, and can keep it better. I'll never forget Trey Kennard was looking at the track somewhere in the mid, you know, two thousand six, eight, nine. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a little after that. And he's walking it on the amateur day, and he goes, how come it ain't like this for us? I go, you going to let us water while you're riding? He's like, yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> and, right. And, you know, because it is even better during the amateurs yeah. for traction, considering yeah. conditions. But right. you can't water when the pros are out there. You yeah. just can't. No, you can't. Um, when you were younger and Yamaha was shooting the, the brochures up there, and, and there was a Mountain Dew commercial film that was Shugo, I believe, were you, all, yeah. were you a part of all that stuff that was going on? Yeah, I was. Um, I did the Yamaha shoot like an 05 Mountain Dew commercial. Me and McCormick did. That was fun. With, yeah. I mean, we were pretty young. With Jeff, you can only imagine between Jeff Glass and <laughs> Newmac Mac and uh, Keith Johnson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, them, um, yeah. Probably more than I needed to learn at that, at that age. But <laughs> I think I was 16. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. But so we you, had a good time. Yeah. So you were around for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's been yeah. rented by. Well, hey, wasn't there a, was there a movie shoot there or a TV movie shoot too at Washougal one time? There was a... What was it? Oh, 
Nike's rented it for a big deal once or something or like no Hummer did and had Nike and a bunch of people here for some stuff once it was big yeah um there was other little two other commercials one was like for some you know uh what are those half hour commercial things for a workout machine oh yeah 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 you know like yep. that stuff a like lot, that a lot of different photo shoots shoots for Yamaha Honda right uh, um and Kawasaki Transworld used to like to come here, you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and you were always, like you were always the guy riding the eighty, probably or whatever back then, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, more once I got on one twenty fives, okay, uh, and yep. stuff. More than when I did that, I, I was too busy riding and racing and gone. Yeah, um, to really fill in that too much when I was on eighties, I was that kid that if there was eighty two weekends, I raced ninety two times. Yeah, yeah, really, right? You know, I I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. So. Um. So growing up, uh, I guess you're looking at Larry Ward and Lance Smale, those type of guys, right? That are like the pro Pacific Northwest people that are yeah. Mike and Phil Larson, are probably a little bit before your time, but oh just, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That, you know, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, no, those guys were yep. fast. Brothers were fast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The Rick Simmett, Lowell Thompson. Yeah, yeah. What happened, yep. Rick Simmett? What whatever happened to Rick? He he was on MXA cover know. one year. Yeah. Yeah, he he just he was fast. I think he was always number twenty three. Yep. He boogied. Yeah, he did. Um, so how much do you get to ride now? Obviously, uh, you're related to Tommy Week, right? Um, and uh, he rides a little bit and tries some things out for you. Do you get on a bike and ride the track a little bit and try some stuff out? Yeah, I, unlike McCormick, I think Jason would ride, but I think uh, he still finds his, uh, his he's going to laugh, but his donut shops in Dairy Queen too much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I still do. I, I actually fractured my neck and got it fused. Oh uh, shit! That top gun. Okay. It's a top gun event here last year. But yep. of course, me with the mentality going up, not blaming my dad for this, but oh, I'm fine. I finished racing all weekend, and yeah, yeah. a couple weeks later, my chiropractor said, "Nope, you're going to get an X-ray." And boom, there you go. Get oh damn! Then your doctor's like, "Oh, I think it might heal, but you should wait a while." And I said, "Nope, yep. fuse it. I'm yep. not waiting around. I want I want to be able to to you know go ride and be yep. you know." be athletic versus you know sit on my butt and just be the safe board guy yeah will, will you will you ride the track like no will you just for fun you and tommy or, or you and yourself if you drive up there on a wednesday afternoon will you water it will you refuse to ride it unless it's prepped and will you go out there and if it's just hammered and just to ride it you know no i, I I'll, I'll ride it even dry and how it is when i when i'm into riding and i want to get my time up there i, I just ride it as is yep. i mean i don't go and prep the whole thing for me because then it dries right. out and it's it's harder to prep later on I, I worry about that before me but brian fleck if he's listening to this or listens to this he's probably going to chew me out because he knows i ride on it when it's dry and hard and then i'm calling him You're for, calling for tires. tires right <laughs> Uh, but he's gotten me a few new ones here lately that newer harder one that lasts longer so that's, that's good um yeah, good, good to hear. Well, we, we're sponsored by Maxis on this show, so we can get you some of those if you need it. Um, okay, sorry for going that far. No, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, hey, and also, since I've been going to Washougal, three different starts, maybe four. Um, yeah. What do you think of the current one? Is that your, Are you the fan of the, the current one the most, or was there one that you liked? I, I like the current one. I mean, maybe it's a bit long, but, yeah. you know, MX Sports came and they wanted it to uh they wanted a bit different one um our one was too short um and i'll never forget i helped my dad build the one before that yep and me and jason i think practice starts on it and we wanted it let's just say 40 feet longer than it was which doesn't seem like a lot but really it's that extra gear for it and you know or 50 feet mm -hmm. and i think it was his dad me and jason we kind of taped it out and um we liked it well when my dad built it he 
ended up squishing it up a bit. Okay. And that was the struggle of it. They just wasn't quite long enough going uphill under that tight left-hander for the bikes to get spread out. Yep. And they'd slow down and scrunch together but, and all fall yeah, over. Yeah, we you did know, have a lot of crashes. It wasn't really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. No. It wasn't really dangerous. It just no. all fell over. Yep. You know? I think the first time so, I went, there was over by the whoops, right? The very first well, one? Well, yeah, the original one's way over by the whoops yeah. in front of my caretaker's house. And then the, then there was the, what we still have, the current amateur start, which is at the bottom of the track. Oh, is it the old national start is still there? I don't think I ever noticed that. Yeah, the that. old, not the original, no, but, but the, the second one. The, yeah. yeah, if it yeah. moved across the track, it was an uphill. Yeah, yeah, it's at the bottom of the track, yeah. actually, yep. the most south part. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's still there. We use that for the amateurs during the amateur day. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. All right, yeah. got it. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we had the short one that you talked about where that caused some first turn bunches up, and now then we have a current one that's a little different. Yeah, so. yeah and the current one's been pretty successful yeah. for the pros. Yeah, you I think know, so. Um, the dirt's changed a little bit. Like, that's what I went down when I fractured my neck this last year. And of course, I got up because I've always been a hole shot and was it? Wasn't mad that it was a bit slick. I was mad that I didn't hole shot. That's why I wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, and it's it's so uh, it's got to be for you. It's just literally that land, that acreage of Washugo has just been in your life, your whole life. That's you've just that pl- you know that place inside and out. It's got to be so weird, man. Yeah, it is. It's cool. You, yeah, you it's do. cool. And, right. and the track's awesome, and and you know, and it's for, you know reaches further than just the track. What it takes to make our facility and yeah. the crew I have is awesome. You know, and and the young kids you get out of high school that got a weedy, you know, forty hours a week. They are right now. Yeah, yeah. We just got to hire them back on since we got that loan. So you know, I mean, it's it, it's 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 not like you weedy here and there. I mean, it's yeah. You know, no. fence line. Let's see, the track's one point two miles and. So you probably got a mile and a half of fence line that has to be weeded what's, on both sides. What's it like backwards to ride backwards? Fast and fun. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. says it's fast now. It's really fast. Really but fast I backwards. Did, <laughs> a couple, couple new changes last year. We ran it funny. We came down the downhill and did a big sweeping left and up the uphill. And then out of the second turn, you went left underneath the step up of the uphill actually oh yeah really that's cool. right yeah yeah, we, yeah yeah really cool layout yep and, and would be really cool backwards too but i don't think it would be as fan friendly and mm-hmm. for the pros it'd be a it'd be tough to fit in a wide enough second third turn out of the first yeah turn true make it, yeah mean, that whole little section it. would be really tight yep yeah yeah it'd be I, I just don't know how it'd go over but man once you're riding the track it, it's right it, i guess if you're going to change Washugal, that one worked well. It's the best one that I've received from most of the people riding. Yeah, I don't go backwards, but Southwick did it. It's I just it's iconic the way yeah. it is. The whoops before the finish, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm old school that way. Listen, yeah. I gotta I gotta get a better rental car parking uh, issue this year, uh, Huffman. I just I gotta figure it out. I, I, I when, by the time I get there, I'm way down the hill. I'm, I'm, I just don't like that. I don't. I, can can I get in the main pit somehow? Do I, do I have a gold pass? Yeah, I'll or? get you in there. Okay, sweet, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, hey, so yourself, like, let's talk a little bit about your career. I, I first met okay. you in '97. Uh, you were work, you were riding Cowies. I was working for, uh, I was hanging out with Fernette and McCormick a little bit back then. Yep. And yep. Uh, Birdwell. Glenn, was, Glenn Coffler, right? What's that? Glenn. The yeah. Faster, yeah. yeah. And I was, I was high Birdwell's mechanic. So um, yep. it was all, all, all around then. I knew you coming up as an amateur. You were pretty fast as an amateur. But um, is there a point? Like you said, you're riding with Larry Ward when you're a kid and all that. Is there a point though where you're like, "Hey, Dad, I want to like, I don't want to just run the track. I, I want to be a pro. Like, I'm getting pretty good. I'm taking this seriously." Uh, do you remember kind of that 
being a mindset at some point where you were like, this is going to be what I want to do? I mean, yeah, I always knew it when I was young. I mean, like sixth grade, I wrote the report in school. I'm either going to fly F-15s or I'm going to be a professional motocross. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, not a doctor or a lawyer or any of that, whatever. I don't know what kids put down. Right, right. Um, anyways, that's what I did. I'll never With Mr. Gray, who was my sixth grade teacher, and he looked at me and thought, well, I hope you're a fighter, a fighter pilot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, he didn't think a pro yeah. motocross or what's that? Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, through that, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I did good as an amateur. I won a lot of championships everywhere, but Loretta's. Yeah. I mean, I sent you that picture of my broken hub on my, yeah. Hand, yeah. And that's me balling because, uh, well, um, it's crazy. That's well, how Loretta's went for me. So I, well, what, okay. I, I even you, had a flat. You said a flagger oh, threw some dirt at you or something? What? What? So, uh, yeah, in 86, I'd won at Ponca. Okay. Um, um, I'll tell you a real quick funny story about Ponca. So, at 86, I'd, World Minis, I did good uh, on my 60s against Ezra. And I think it was Colin Edwards. Uh, two oh, yeah. No, Colin Edwards was 85. He was a year older than me. Okay. So, I think uh, – and people probably don't realize he was fast on dirt bikes. Yeah. He was a youngster. You know, the road bike yeah. champion. Yeah. Good family, good dude. But uh, – um, anyways, um, the flag cost yeah. me a championship in Loretta's. I got a flat tire, like in the stock class or okay. no, let's go back to Ponca. Sorry. So Ponca, I went there in the mod yep. stock class. I have that one too. I'm going into the main with like a one, one or whatever. Cause you did like two qualifiers and then one main and you took your overall from the qualifiers to the main. And then your score between the two was still a two point, like two moto format. Okay. Kind of odd. Yeah. That's how they used to do it at Ponca. Anyway, so I was going into the stock with a uh, with a first, and the mod um, was a second or a first, and that's Ezra Lusk and a bunch of the fast guys mm-hmm. from us back then, Jeff Dement, all them. And I get back to the I, I go and do a parade lap in the stock class or the mod class. I win. Yeah. Um, we we pull off, and no kidding, Dave Miller comes up, and I had this super fast sixty, and mm-hmm. I know McCormick said I had the best bikes ever. It was my first mod bike. Jason was wrong. Yeah, I never had the big old tall fifty. Actually, my dad at Ponca when I was riding fifties offered Colin Edwards' dad. He was selling one uh-huh. up to five grand back in eighty one for a <laughs> PW fifty that was modified, and they wouldn't sell us one because we were their competition. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of crazy. So Jason was wrong on that one. I never did have one of those crazy fifties. Um, but that said, as I did end up with a real fast mod 16 and Ezra had that, I don't know, they all said it was a $25,000, uh, mod 60 from Dave Miller. And I won the mod class over Ezra and it was obvious how fast my bike was. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave Miller wanted to protest Oh yeah. in the mod class. <laughs> and so my dad looked at him and he says, you know what? You can, and I'll pay for the, I'll pay the protest fee for you. Yeah, and Dave yeah. Miller's eyes got real big and he goes, Oh yeah, well, I, I'm probably going to want to sponsor your kid one day. So you know what? I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll never forget. That's about how it went. So anyways, then we go to Loretta's, and I get a flat on the stock class. I don't get a win there on the 60. Um, I didn't win the stock class at Ponca because Dement took my starting gate after it got mud squirted on it after a parade lap. And I caught up to Ezra and passed him and then went down. So I, I lost that one. So I went to Loretta's all fired. Yeah, you're ready. And I get a flat in the stock class. And then in the mod, I, I, I got it one. I, I'm on like 10th, though, probably riding tight. And a flagger throws a, a rock or dirt clod, hits me in the face. We actually, Tony DiStefano used to 
film everybody there. Yeah. And he would film us because we let him come to Washougal for okay. free. Yeah. So on the film, you just see something and then a tree. Um, it was after the Ten Commandments go in the back and you're coming back on some doubles into a table. And you see the tree and you just see me go off the back of my bike for no apparent reason with my hands out. <laughs> like like somebody bike. shot you. Like somebody. Right, right. Right. And so then we get down with the moto. My dad's not happy. He's a little bummed in me. I'm bummed in me. And I said, Dad, that flagger threw hit me in the face with a, with a rock. Uh-huh. And at first my dad's like, come on, kid. No excuses. Being a dad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so we go and we get the flagger had like a number on them, which in the station he was at. And we turn them in and they're like, oh, you're the second complaint. And we're like, what? <sighs> Can we have my moto back? Yeah. Needless to say, we got along with, you know, Coombs Sr. and all yeah. that. And they were nice. And to be honest, we always thought that I'd come back and win one anyway. So we yeah, just yeah. let it go. Yeah. Everybody knew I was winning that year. That was good enough for us. The guy, you know, I had my did, Yamaha ride what'd already you, What'd you do to the guy? I, nothing. I, my, I, oh. I, I mean, I don't know. Who I, knows? We just moved on. We yeah. just moved on. Right. Jeez. Um, so then after that, I could never win at Loretta's. Uh, Clear to rock stuck in my chains on, you know, the B class, yeah. youth classes. So, you know, we Jason really wanted to um, tease me on that one. So I told him I'd just bring it up. So there you go, Jason. Um, now, did you did you and McCormick just like, were you, are you guys just battles the whole time, the whole, your whole lives? Like literally? Yeah, I would say me, him, and Olvin. Yeah. Um, uh, there's one other kid I'm forgetting in the Northwest that was definitely fast our age you know um three four of us yeah yeah definitely battled and me and jason once we you know on 60s at the end of when when mccormick or i mean olvin moved up Mm -hmm. me and jason definitely were would battle but then we'd go stay with each other during the summer yeah you know and ride with each other that's 50 gallons a week see i i don't know like my memories it's a long time ago but i i always thought that you and jason didn't really get along that much and then i did that podcast with Jason and all he talked about was hanging out with you and racing you and, and, yep. and you know, made fun of you and jabbed you. And I'm like, I, I don't oh, know yeah. why I thought you guys didn't really get along back in the day. Uh, Cause you know, I don't know why we I just, just thought that when, yeah. when the gate fell, we, we weren't necessarily friends. I knew how he ticked. He knew how I, t- right. I, you know, if I could push Jason, he was the kid that would, he had more, more try, get after it, whatever strength attitude. I, I can't come up with the right word, but, he was going to go for it. I, I think you had more I talent than him, though. You had more, ta- yeah. You had more talent. You 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 were really good I, on a motorcycle. I, I could ride smoother. I don't know. You know, talent could come out in me and in his attitude and his strength to 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 take the chances. Yeah. To me, that's a talent too. Right. Um. So I mean, if you want to call it that way, so be it. But he had more of that that gnarly drive where I went off of talent, like the smooth style. Yeah. The, the Wyndham, Josh Hill. Right. You know, I tried to be the smooth guy, but. When Jason got me going and I rode out of that comfort level, guess what? I went down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if I could get him to that point, which is what I usually tried to do when it was his day, yeah. was to get him out of his comfort zone. And he either flat smoked me or he went down. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, ah. That's I'm gonna, how we rode with each other. You were like toying so with him. Yeah, you were like, other. right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I walked over there. But yeah, that's that's how we pushed each other to mm-hmm. get faster. Right, you know? right. Um, so uh, as an amateur coming into pros, do you have much support? Do you have uh, anything like that? You know, up? I did. Yeah. I, I had a lot of support from Yamaha. Uh, um, um, let's see. High Point Gear yeah. uh, was, was big for me back then. But everybody, um, lucky enough, you know, my dad, had, you know, does well with his timber bi- business. We had, we owned a bike shop for quite a while. So I had mechanics and help there. But funny thing is, is 
as easy as people think Ryan Huffman had it. Yeah, I did. I, I won't lie, but there's a different side of my dad that people don't understand is you work for everything. And like he knew I had four bikes lined up when I was done riding the weekend. I had to wash them. And if I screwed up and didn't get them all the way clean to go to a mechanic, then I washed them with a toothbrush. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, yeah. it probably didn't happen very many times, yeah, but yeah. enough where my dad wanted me. He basically said, see all this, yep. respect it. Right. Because right. I can take it away just as easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I had the support from my dad on through uh, really good bikes. Uh, Yamaha was very helpful. And then Bars Comp back in the day. Oh, Bars did you, Bars uh, was Bars was still around back then, early 90s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he built yeah. my Yamaha. Okay. I had a pretty trick one with disc brakes yep. and all that at the time. And, and uh, um, even Yamaha got me some you know, Japan cylinders and stuff that were pretty impressive, mm -hmm. um, to use. And we had a one Oh five bike that nobody really had on Yamaha's. Right. So yeah, I was hooked up with Yamaha pretty good, but I burnt a bridge with them. I didn't burn many, but yeah. getting on one twenty fives, I did burn a bridge with them. What'd you do? What you so, just, what happened? Well, I mean, I was the up and coming fast kid. Yep. Um, got on the one twenty fives and the Yamaha bikes. I was small and short. Yep. They didn't fit me well, the 1989 one. And I got fast, and I'd beat Danny Olven a time or two already, and Danny was fast on him as an intermediate. And I'm saying a time or two, you know, a couple motos. So we knew it was something. And Yamaha, uh, Mike Guerrero was setting us up with a killer plan to kind of follow behind Bradshaw and mm -hmm. had a lot of high hopes and, um, you know, gave you one of these plans that you should never give up. Well, yep. then I get the 1990 bike, and... I'm riding it, and the tranny goes out, and it breaks, and a few problems, and I want to race and ride. And there's one of these epic days at Karch Branch in Roseburg, and and I hadn't got all my bikes and stuff from Yamaha, and I jump on a Honda. And in the first moto on it, I was almost five seconds a lap faster, <laughs> the new 1990 CR125. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could believe that. Back then, those Honda 125s were so much better than everybody else. You know, and, and my dad's always done business within his timber operations where you just don't burn bridges yeah. and you talk to people. And I called Mike Guerrera. Uh, I think my dad made me and said, hey, you know, um, I'm so much faster on these Hondas. I really like them. And, and, I, and Mike Guerrera tried to talk me out of it. Yeah. And, and my dad, too, a little bit. But I, I had to deal with it some. And uh, I just loved that Honda so much I didn't see. Well, I, I hadn't learned about I knew factory bikes were what they were. But I didn't know that Mike Guerrero was willing to build a bike that was going to work for me and give me suspension I never had any idea was out there. Mm -hmm. And basically, he he just waved bye-bye. And, and you know, um, he offered me all that, you know, just kind of like Bradshaw was going to have. But we just went with the Honda deal. And Honda didn't help nobody back then. So we went from four free bikes plus a mechanic at all the amateur races, parts, all the help to hey let's buy hondas yeah 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 and i i, I think it would have helped me to stick with Guerrero. he had a plan that would have probably showed me training more ethic of what i needed to have yeah. outside of hey yeah just put in 40 gallons a week and ride super fast in talent yeah you know and, and he had that plan for me and i i turned away from it and that's my fault right and, you know and i'm sure to this day mike Guerrero is like yep yep well he wow. did it to himself 
Yeah, no, I mean, hey, is that own, part of uh, part of life is making mistakes and owning up to it and knowing what you did yeah. and all you know things happen. But I mean, you can't deny that Honda is a better bike than the Yamaha back then. You cannot deny that. Oh, that's for that, sure. That 90s, yeah, that nineteen ninety CR was something. Yeah, they so. really were. Uh, Fly Racing, uh, please check them out at your local dealer. Go online, look at it, uh, order it online. Flyracing.com. Justin Brayton wearing Fly Racing. Zach Osborne coming back for Supercross uh, in Fly Racing. Blake Baggett and all the guys. Flyracing.com. The Formula helmet is out and it's fantastic they've spent a bunch of money on it developing it for high speed for low speed stuff it is uh, truly an amazing helmet so please check it out online uh, i want to thank the folks at racer x as also too we have a promotion up until june for three issues for three bucks uh, so please check it out um, or if you just want to get the digital edition it's 99 cents it's cheap as hell and there'll be issue things in the magazine that you'll read that we do not put online so thanks to those guys uh, race tech as well Pulp 20 is the code to save with Racetech. Uh, Malcolm Stewart r- winning Montreal Supercross years ago on Racetech, of course. Michael Essie just dominating Fight Club with Racetech suspension. Do you ever use Racetech, mm-hmm. Hoffman? You ever use him? Yeah, we did some. Yeah, okay. you know, right. I, I tried a little bit of all this, but, um, I, you know, I stuck with my people. But we did there for a while and yeah. had some luck, yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. And also, thanks to Max's Tires, uh, Alex Wright using the MXSTs uh, to uh, go and make Supercross main events. And I want to thank the folks also at Renthal, the Fat Bar 36 out now, Ken Roxon running that, 7 8 Bar, Twin Wall, Fat Bar, they've got it all at the folks, Renthal.com. Uh, grab Life by the Bars, thanks to those guys also with uh, Ryan Huffman. Um so Ryan, so your first pro national is 1991, Washougal, yeah. obviously, 18th yeah. overall. What do you remember about that day? Well, I remember I was a lot faster than that. Don't my results don't show actually what I was capable of that day. Um, I was on that first pink Honda, and this is where it got cool with Honda for me. What I thought was going to get real cool is as an amateur back then, Honda didn't help nobody. Well, um, I just proven that. Let's see, I just proven it. The Winter Olympics at the B class the year before, I won 14 out of some mains, yep. 16 mains when they used to do, you know, TT Supercross, yeah, yeah. Outdoor yeah. Plus GP. Um, so I was, you know, the, I was going to be, the, I was one of the fast guys um, in a sense. Um, of course, I go to Loretta's and nothing goes right. <laughs> we'll, leave that one. we'll leave that one for what it is. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, I'd won what three out of four championships at the world mini that year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to punk anymore because when Jeff DeMint, DeMint took my spot that one year, we fought the Ambucks and we, everybody knew Ryan's never going back to punk. So yeah. that one was out. But that said, leading into my first national is what we got to get back to here. Sorry. Um, leading into my first national, I was the guy in Honda decided to pull from the Seattle port or whatever. One of those new one twenty fives for me. And Mitch had already done a little bit of suspension and stuff on them. So I got uh, some suspension and just a little bit of stuff done to it early. And I was just all jazz, you know, um, first national. And I go out and bike runs good. Mm-hmm. And I think I get up to like eighth in the first moto. There's my one of my favorite pictures, actually, is uh, my best one of my best friends, Pat McGovern. He's uh, going to be he's my best guy in the, my wedding um, coming up here this year. Uh He's uh, in the background, and Kurdowski's right on my tail. And he was the champion that year, I believe. So it's one of my favorite pictures ever, just because that day, you know, was my first national. Yeah. But the bike, the bike kept dying and bogging, and I'm like, I couldn't figure it out. And then you'd bring it back, and we tried to get it to run, you know, after the qualifiers, and it would run fine. And we'd go ride it out in the field somewhere or whatever. 
And then the second moto, same thing. Um, starts dying. I, I I don't know what I worked up to at one point around top ten. Oh, okay. And All then right. I dropped off, and I got sixteenth, seventeenth. I um, each moto, seventeen, eighteen, sixteen, eighteen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Come to find out, during the Mountain Dew commercial, McCormick's dad was dead set because <laughs> I think Jason wrote it a bit and figured out that it would bog a little. Okay. And you know, I wasn't just saying this was happening for no reason. And Jason's dad in the middle of the Mountain Dew commercial, why we're all getting paid stupid money to <laughs> ride dirt bikes, or he is to work on them, you know, back then anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he starts messing with it, and, and um, when he's pulling the carb apart, all of a sudden the float starts leaking a little, had a pinhole in it. Oh, and okay. And the float would fill up with a little yeah. bit of fuel and get drop, heavy, I guess, right, and drop down. dropping a lot. Hmm. So, oh. he used to say that's what happened at my first national. So, damn, because McCormick's, uh, McCormick's, yeah, McCormick's first one, he got ninth. I was like, holy shit, Jason. I mean, it's 500 class, but yeah. I'm like, that's that's phenomenal. You know, just you just line up for yeah, the first but that one. That don't show his third place in the first, the one moto. I think he got a third. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, fifth. Yeah, or no, I think fourth, it's fifth. Fourth, fifth. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Right. Remember. But yeah, yeah uh, it's pretty damn impressive for sure. Were you nervous? Yeah. Were you, were you, like, would you, do you remember, like, lining up behind some of these guys that you, you know? w- watched forever? No. Uh, like Kradowski and riding around them, and no, I nope. mean, be, walking around before, yes, absolutely. Once the gate drop and the fans, and you're young, and you, yeah, yeah. Since you, you don't get tired, even though you know at that time all I did was mountain bike and put in so many laps. I never had the the people around me back then to show me the ethic of fully training. To be honest, mm-hmm. I just rode, uh, and, and a lot. You know, I mean, people think Washougal's cool. You should have seen where I lived then, or my dad still does. It's like Millville dirt. It's 300, 400 acres. My dad's own personal place. Oh, really? Oh, and, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That I mean, Washougal, riding-wise and beautiful, you can't beat Washougal. What I grew up with was unreal for tracks um, um, to practice on. Now, they weren't the greatest in the summer because it was so silty. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that said, um, back to Washougal, yeah, it was amazing. It's, it's this place you grew up with your dad's kept around the fans run real they know who you are and uh, that all kicked in in a positive mm-hmm. way and it, you know just the bike kept dying and i was you know it was disheartening yeah. but um you, you get through it and you, at the end of the day you're like wow i did this you know in uh in 93 and 94 you only have one result for each year did you get hurt you're on cowies well i mean back up so the end of that year on those hondas i go to i go to um after my great year uh, winning yep. whatever X amount of mains and getting the the Olympia trophy in Florida at the Winter Olympics, I go back as a pro. Yeah, and I'm battling from Yizik, Sheik. Um, I remember those two were really fast back there. Yep. Um, and I think Ezra Lusk maybe just went up to youth, so he wasn't on. We didn't have to worry about him, but I'm telling you right now, we wouldn't have beat him just as well as <laughs> yeah. Wyndham coming. They were fast as 15, 16-year-olds. Yep. But... Um, um, and I, we get through all the things. We get to the, the motocross, and I wreck in front. I'm leading. I wreck in front of Sheik. Sheik thinks I'm going to get off the track out of the way. I decide to go for my bike. I want back up and going. Yeah. He darts between me and the bike. My my left hand goes in his front spokes. Oh. Goes around and hits his forks. Busted my wrist in three or four spots. Uh, a couple bones in my hand and put the bone out a finger or two. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. So... From there, I was, I, I, I'll just be honest, I never was, I, I came out of that, went to Seattle Supercross and got a 12th, my first Supercross, I healed, mm-hmm. right? That was yep. November. Well, I don't know when Seattle was, but maybe March, I don't know. 
and I get a 12th and I never even rode a supercross track. Never even rode right. one. Yeah. Never. You know, I think in California, a one-off one that wasn't even nothing like test tracks and I get a 12th. And um, now my tracks, everybody says I'm always a good jumper back to my house in Roseburg. My dad, he's like, He's like, oh, my son's always a good jumper. I wanted yeah. to have fun with these and not get bored. He built the whole, all, the whole track was built, my big one, to go both directions. So there was no landing pad. It was steep. <laughs> Everything was steep. steep. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I was able to ride my first Supercross pretty good. Yeah. But then two weeks later, getting ready for Loretta's, one more shot at Loretta's, I uh, tore my ACL. Oh, okay. And I never went and tried to fix it. I kept trying to ride. Then it went downhill. Then I partied with my friends for a good two three years i just wasted away <laughs> really away. really you were yeah, just oh, yeah. yeah you were just yeah. over it yeah yeah i just never was confident i was scared to get hurt that right i never took care of that injury right until i finally started you know watching jason train and he was a work a hard working fool yep. and he didn't even know the right path until he met uh um doug henry or both of us but yep. uh um that said, I, I started thinking, okay, I'm going to start training a little bit. And, and I wanted to lose weight. I was kind of getting out of context and was done partying. And um, Was your dad there, pissed that you were doing this? Was your dad pissed at you? Was he like, was he, was I, he, he like whatever? Happy. Yeah, he was like, he whatever. Happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, he let me kind of be on my own. I had the Mountain Dew money to spend on my own. He let me kind of I had to <laughs> hold my own. <laughs> the Mountain Dew you money. Know, he, he definitely wasn't happy. He wasn't giving me no free ride. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, every kid goes through this. I mean, I just wrote a story about Kevin Windham, and he went through what you did, but when he was factory Suzuki rider. I think everybody yeah. goes through something like that at one point. My own brother did. He was a gnarly uh, all-in rider, three classes, three bikes, and then he discovered, you know, hanging out with friends and girls, right? Like, things happen, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So then in 95, you got serious again. You're like, okay. Yeah. The end of 95, I started, I think I got with Doug Henry back there with Jason. Yep. And I, I could never mountain bike and stay with them. Right. Um, I'll never forget. This is when it got serious to me. Me and Jason are mountain biking and Jason could always out mountain bike me no matter what. Mm -hmm. Even when we we're both in really good shape in yeah. the later years, like 99. Yeah. He could, I just, he, he was twiddling his thumbs waiting for me. If there was, we came to a crossing and sure. he knew we had to go left and I didn't know where we we're going. Well, that exact situation happened with Doug Henry. He broke his derailleur off, and Doug waits for Jason at a at a spot in there in Connecticut. Jason has to wait for me because I'm another five minutes behind. And then we get going. We didn't know Doug had broke his derailleur. Oh yeah. Well, we get another spot six miles left, and we get a mile from the the truck, and Doug's running full on with his bike on his shoulder broke. <laughs> we're mountain biking. Yeah. And. Because of me, Jason, you know, Jason would have caught Doug. Yeah. And Doug kind of gave us, you know, gave me some grief and, and teased me about it a little bit more than Jason. And from there, I thought, wow. So I started putting my head down and yeah, I really yeah. liked to run. I was over mountain bike. So I started running. And um, that's where I started doing a little bit better uh, towards through the end of 96. And uh, then I got nose surgery um, and was able to breathe right. And ninety seven turned into what it was, top privateer in supercross and did yeah. got my ride. That's that's when I first kind of met you and hung out with you, and you were a privateer. Yep. Alan Terlecki was your mechanic, uh, great guy. Yep, good old Al. Yeah, good old Al. You had a sweet box fan. You were Tom Morgan was doing your cowies, and they were yes. nasty sounding. By the way, Tom, if I had a ninety seven oh, yeah. KX two fifty, I'd send it to Tom Morgan tomorrow. 
That'd be it. Well, I, I remember he made inserts for my carved in a sense to detune it a bit. Oh, and, yeah, or yeah. to tune it to what I like. Yeah. Because you didn't, you didn't have availabilities of ignitions to do what you can do today. Right, right. So he, he kind of tuned it off the carb when these inserts with all these funny little grooves and stuff were gnarly. Yeah. And, uh, and you were wore axle gear, and you crushed it as a total privateer. I mean, you know, back then there wasn't any sort of sort of semi factory help or anything else it was it was a privateer nope. effort and i and i and i said this on the mccormick pod i believe and i've told other people i watched you jump shit before factory riders <laughs> i that's that's the god that's the god honest truth maybe not the oh, very yeah. first guy but say the second third fourth guy to jump stuff um that other factory riders would not jump and uh oh yeah you just crushed it that year and, and you were really good all year man uh it really came together for you yeah, it was a fun that, – that was, you know, by far the best year for me ever racing. It was fun. Alan, you know, Alan, Alan had the, the ability to talk to me and get me going. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was the soft kid. When my dad got mad at you, you know, it didn't work. Why the hell are you going outside? You should have been going inside. Well, I'd just keep going outside because he <laughs> said that. I didn't work off of that reverse psychology much. Yeah, and yeah. Alan found a way to push me. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty cool. And that said, um, I got, so I, I, I hit my face on the bars when I was young and messed up my nose really bad and I couldn't get it fixed. So I was full growing. Okay. And I haven't, since I was getting better and, and Doug was talking to me about breathing, Doug Henry yeah, was yeah. really big on breathing and the diaphragmatic stuff and all that. So I thought, Whoa. And I'm, my brother-in-law happened to be a doctor diseases of chest, lungs and breathing. And he's like, you got to go get the surgery. Well, I did. Um, and me and Casey Johnson actually hit in the Reno arena cross. I endoed, broke my collarbone, so I thought, screw it. That was at the end of 96. Went and got the surgery while my collarbone was broken. Came And it, I was a new person. I lost weight quick. I got fit like you're yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, slept better, and it made a big difference. Yeah, crazy, I, huh? I was like, yeah. Yep. Then I was like, Let, let's go racing, for right. real. You know, not just my talent's going to get me out there for a few laps. And, you know, there was 97. I mean, yeah. tried to try to speed it up, basically – we showed up at the first Supercross, and there was twenty-two factory right or twenty-two or three factory riders, and only twenty-two spots. And I qualified at the first one. I wasn't even ready for that. And they had that privateer bonus where four grand went towards the privateers. Yeah, and they split they, well, each race. What? Yeah, you got it all. Guess yeah. what? I made more money from the, the AM than than if Emig won that day. I can't remember if it was Emig or McGrath. Ninety-seven McGrath struggled. Yeah. Um, Suzuki's, I think, but whoever won that night, I made more than them with my twelve hundred and four thousand, and they did for yeah. Skull, it was Skull, right? Was it Skull? Skull yeah, yeah, Skull money. Skull deal, yeah. yeah. Um. So then, you know, the whole year went pretty good for me through that. I just couldn't break the top ten for the life of me for yeah, the but, longest. And but there was a lot of factory riders. There really was, and and yeah, I just yeah. remember every week, man, you would. You know, sometimes you were in our practice, uh, the privateer practice, and then soon enough, it's like, no, he's in the big practice, and, and you know, sometimes we would get yeah. in the big practice, and so I, you know, you, I'm watching you, and I know Al, I'm hanging out with Alan and Ryan and uh, and yep. Fernet and work, you know, Birdwell and all that, and I'm like, I'm like, this dude is unbelievable. <laughs> he's just right. Yeah, and again, the bike sounded nasty. Well, thank you. you know, the bike was on point. Alan was on point. You were yep. riding great. It was a, it was a good year, and you got a primal Suzuki ride out of it. Yep, yep, I did. Um, did you have? Did you have? A, I don't know if I want to throw Ross under the bus, but I did have the suspension that went back every two weeks. Yep. And when the last race was done, your bike was framed sitting on the floor, and it was with him. It didn't even go home with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I will say that helped. That was, and it wasn't nothing like full factory. No, but yeah, yeah, but he but was. That little bit Ross did for me was sure. a huge, 
huge deal. So I, I really want to give him the props for the help that year. And you know, between Tom and him, I had a bike that was better than Privateer. But oh, like I said, if I had a '97 KX250, I'd send it to Tom Morgan and say, "Make this sound like yeah. Ryan Huffman's bike," because God, it sounded yeah. nasty. Um, yeah. The uh, I think were you in the running for an FMF Honda ride, like Jason? I think. Yeah, I got I heard. two or three calls yeah. that year. So yeah. basically, this is what happened: At Southwick, which was always my track, but the results don't always show it because of a wreck or whatever. But um, for some reason, DeCosta and a few of them were watching me. And at Southwick, I remember I caught up to like sixth, pass button. Um, I think it was one of the times, and I'll tell you, I'll try to get in a funny thing with Mike LaRocco. Um, I'd passed LaRocco at one point, or he was chasing me the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then I wrecked, a button wrecked on the uh, blind side, and I hit him. And I got up, button got up, I fell back to, I don't know, I don't know what place, but towards the back, yeah. I worked back up in the heat in that rough track to the top 10 again. And then I, the second moto bad start or one of the motors is bad start. And I worked up pretty good. The other moto was the crash and everybody saw that and yep. they were talking about it. Well, um, I think I seen to at the airport and he mentioned it a little bit. Oh, okay. Like, wow. He noticed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that week I got a phone call from him. Um, and then from there, then, then, uh, I can't remember who at Honda was calling me, but, Somebody from Honda was calling me, informing me, as you heard from McCormick, about the F Flash satellite team. And then I sat down with Henry and Bevo, to be honest, and they walked me through. Doug Henry is a big help. And he's like, full factory bike, for sure, Suzuki, take it. Don't, don't. He goes, listening and seeing this new stuff, what's going on, take the full factory and less less money. And I I did. Yeah. Um, and I got to clarify one thing about that. If Brian Deegan gets this, he tells everybody how I took his ride. You can look at the results. I rode a KX250 that whole year. I never jumped on a Suzuki that year. He thought, should he have got the Suzuki ride when riders were hurt? Yes, I agree to that. Did I take it? No, I didn't. I rode a 250 all year that year. Yeah, I mean. No, I got to clarify that. I, right. I, 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 I haven't heard that from that Brian, now. but yeah, I haven't heard that from Brian. But his out, Brian's outdoor results weren't there. They weren't. If you look at the vault, he, he they weren't yeah. there. He was a supercross guy, and 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 factories need people who can ride outdoors, also. You know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, were you always so? You, I kind of making it. You talked about that supercross track that your dad built both ways. Were you always yeah. good at jumping? Always, yeah, doing big I, stuff. I was. Yeah, yeah. It started, yeah. It started on sixties. I right. jumped stuff that there was a track, uh, Blythe, California, had this huge tabletop, and it was like a one-off race. Uh, they did can't remember what it was called and and i was jumping it on a 65 and nobody could believe it and yeah it was a tabletop and then um um one i think when i i remember when i was young everybody goes there's no way he was jumping that so it kind of lit a fire in my butt to always be the kid that did that yep and um because damon huffman and all them guys weren't jumping it and still and it was a tabletop and now i look you know i'm thinking well why you know yeah. but it was a hucker it was yeah, six yeah. gear wide open oh shit um so that was kind of the beginning of it and then the, the tracks my dad built he he knew you know the weird thing is my dad's an old logger never did ride a dirt bike um makes jokes that he got a lot of hole shots without a front wheel and makes up jokes to get people to laugh but i mean he had a wooden leg since he was 19 but he could build jumps and traps better is better or good or better than anybody around especially in the northwest back yeah yeah and i don't know how he's seen it what he saw what it was yeah because i feel like a a guy that's really good on a dozer that's a junior rider builds you a junior lift 
Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. Yeah. Maybe it's quick. It doesn't match the speed of the bike. Sure. He always could match the speed of the section you were on, but he built me some stuff that was pretty crazy. You know, I had a whoops. Everybody says, oh, you're so fast at whoops. And you're, the Washuga ones, you can go through faster than, you know, any of the current guys. Well, my set down there was two sets of Washuga on a row. It was about 305 feet long. <laughs> That's like, the kind of stuff my like, dad did. It sounds like uh, Newmack's dad when Gene, Gene, when I did a podcast with, with Gene Newmack, he said his dad would just build the most dumbest stuff ever. Um, yeah. So the 1998 Primal Impulse Suzuki, your yep. salaried Suzuki rider, uh, Todd Brown's your mechanic. Um, yep. You start off with a fourth, pretty good. Uh, from there, you, you know, it's looking okay. And then slowly yep. kind of gets worse as the season goes on. Yep. Um, what was it like that year? What, did you pressure or? Uh, pressure, not so much. Um, to be honest, uh, back up. Everybody, you know, there was the the talk of. That's when I learned to go through whoops stupid fast. So Scott was the show guy. Yeah, we're testing, and I was all into the testing. I'd went from you know Tom Morgan taught me a lot, but I didn't get to go to Nevada all the time to see him do stuff. But because of listening to Tom, I was really excited about testing. And with uh, you know the Japanese and Berluti and uh, oh. Uh, Oh, what's the other Suzuki guy? Was with him forever. Um, uh, Pat Alexander was there. Um, yeah, um, but no, it was a mechanic. Oh, Leroy. Uh, being Larry... Leroy. What's that? Lee McCollum. Lee yep. and Lee. Yep. yep. So I had all of them to myself through testing. Um, back to, and I'll get into a couple jump things. Um, um, I had the super fast bike, and and I'm in it, and then. I hire a trainer guy. I'd always kind of know for a while to help me a bit. And I did some different training and through the testing, I'm, I'm, we get my, we get my practice bike built. That's built like my race bike. I'm doing 25 lap mains that are almost every lap's at least a second faster or so at, or the speed of Larry Ward or, uh, um, Albertine. Yep. And everybody's like, no way. And then everybody can hear me through the whoops because Scott gets me the setup for my bike to run. I, I like to run my bikes lower in the rear. Mm -hmm. So in the whoops, if your bike can suck down in the rear, it'll just plane through them way better. And even if it goes a little sideways, you can track better. And I'd been the rider to always learn to drop my heels. And so I could get through the whoops like no other with that work suspension. And people could hear me going through them. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ryan Huffman's going to win. Well, my wrists start really hurting. Okay. And... um and uh, um um it's something that you did or the old the old injury coster nothing against the coster yeah uh i have my my beefs with him by any means and he has his with me but um um i uh was promised you know hey i'll work with ucla doctors you ever have any problems i'll help you with training i'll help you this and then he was so overwhelmed with 250 stuff because those bikes suck yeah coming from mcgrath they they just they suck yeah yep um um, especially after my 97 bike, when I jumped on one of their two fifties, I said, this thing sucked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they didn't, you know, no, they weren't, yeah, they, they weren't great. Didn't nope. look at me very nice, but you know, it was the truth. And so he was really overwhelmed with that. And my wrists are hurting and I'm like, I'm down to 18 laps. I'm down to 15, you know, we're getting into December and I'm barely doing 15 good. And I, and then Roger, I'll never forget. Roger goes, are you training? What are you doing? I said, Roger, I've been trying to talk to you for a month. I yeah. need help from the doctors. My wrists really hurt. And I um, try and stretch. You know, I stretch. Well, what, what about your fitness? Are you doing good enough? And I said, I'm working with your wife on all the Herbalife. Am I, am I, I've never felt so healthy. Right. And finally, I go, you know what, Roger? You still run a lot. I know you used to run these hills with Rocco some. Um, um, let's go for a run right now. 
and I, um, I was kind of scared because I knew he could still run pretty good. Is this good. at the test track, and, or where is this? Is that, yeah, they yeah. used to run the hills some up there, up okay. there on those test tracks. Yeah. I heard he liked to go run around, and and he, he just backed off, and um, back to, you know, the 250s. He was just, he had to get those bikes good. Yeah, Ro- Ro- and, Raj has a, a big history going back to Nathan Ramsey and Tim Ferry and, and a lot of guys that if you're a 125 dude and – you don't catch his eye right away. He doesn't. Yep. He doesn't do anything with you. He doesn't really, well, doesn't care. Yeah, and I caught his eye was the thing. My lap times yeah. and all that. And he was concerned. He yep. could see that the test track that my, my everything was falling off. But I was trying to tell him, hey, my wrist. Yeah, hurt. yeah. Is it? Is this and, your wrist? Is this something new? Was this an old injury coming from when you the chic days? It or was like something new. So I I'd hired my own trainer a little bit because I thought Roger was going to help me a little more or guide me. Yep. And um, he was wanting me to get with Jeff Spencer, and and by God, Jeff Spencer had shown up in Oregon. Problem was, is I couldn't be in Oregon. Jeff Spencer, he was out of SoCal. He didn't want nothing to do it down there, and he found a place in Oregon, and I didn't know that. So I was trying to figure out a plan there. Anyways, I, I got a guy that helped me, and I did a lot of that Olympic weightlifting. I thought I need to be stronger. Mm-hmm. My my, I can run like no other and run a high heart rate. I'd learned from Doug Henry's trainer. His name was Jim. He's kind of a hippie cool dude, and I really learned about heart rate, my mm-hmm. heart monitor. So I, I was good there. So I thought, oh, I'll do this Olympic weightlifting and all that. Well, it was ripping on my wrist, and I wasn't doing the proper stretching, right. what I was supposed to be doing. Well, um, I, I didn't know at the time, but you lead through supercross goes to shit for me. Um, until right before Minneapolis, I break my thumb finally. I can't hold on. Yeah. Well, I go and I get tested for carpal tunnel. Um, because a few doctors send me that way finally, because Roger's helping me a couple doctors and a few things and, um, no kidding. They shock me and I slapped the nurse in the face because I, I my no carpal tunnel. <laughs> finally, I'm like, you know what? Uh, a friend of mine in Grants Pass, Oregon, his sister was uh, really into fitness and all that, was seeing Jeff Spencer in Grants Pass. So I just called Jeff up. Well, well, well ahead of his time, so he kind of had a wellness, health, not really chiropractic, but whatever facility there yeah. in Grants Pass. So I go and see him. And he goes through all this and come to find out, he has me do a few things and my wrists swell up. He's like, you got full-on tendonitis. And I um, and fractured my thumb a bit. And... Then he goes, he goes with my, and so and that's something I never told everybody, Roger, nobody. I had, I've always had allergy induced asthma. Okay. And so you can't breathe well. Well, between all the above, then that Spencer had me get to a stupid high heart rate on a treadmill and then he watched my breathing. And I taught myself when I'm struggling with breathing, getting tight, holding on, I shrugged my shoulders and I would lock air off to my wrist too. In a sense, your shoulders would shrug up to your ears. I didn't breathe for crap when, um, so he worked with me on all that, got the tendonitis out of my wrist, showed me how to stretch, got me on a lot of ibuprofen because it was the quickest way out. And then I went to Minneapolis and got a sixth yep. with hardly no riding. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, from there, you know, comes outdoors. And yeah, I, I whole shot at every Supercross, but our bikes, and you can ask Robbie Bernard, were junk for outdoors. And Roger was all in building those 250s. The Japanese didn't have time for us. Me and Bernard even went to the head guy above Roger about building bikes todd brown would tell you all about this and um our bikes suck they had the long first and second gear for supercross yeah so we could jump a triple in second right. on 125 believe it or not yeah that's sweet but we could hole shot because when everybody else was shifting to second we were still pulling first and you could get that elbow um well when you shift to fourth gear on outdoors guess what that gap that bike wasn't ready for yeah, it yeah, and cool. it was no good <laughs> And we just never got help, and we struggled with suspension. Um, 
And uh, Renard and I were really wanting our full work stuff back, not the kit, and we just were struggling. Did you ever meet and, that Kurt Clovis guy from Primal? Did he ever come around? Oh, yeah, I knew Kurt well. I stayed with him in that house he had in, in uh, Temecula um, that he got in trouble over because he built all the tracks in, in the wine hills. But oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was a good dude. Was he? I mean, I, 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 One-off. One I, like, you know, you I never, I don't think I ever saw Kurt Clovis one time in all my years. I'm like, who is this guy? I just never saw him. Yeah. Didn't know what he even yeah. looked like. So. Yeah. Um, Good dude. I mean, he, he loved the sport, you know, one way or another where those guys go, they come in because they love it. He could have spent his money somewhere else. Did he have oil that. money? What was it? What kind of money was it? I mean, I always just heard his dad owned more property than anybody in Texas. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what I was told. Right. Uh, I, I never dug into Kurt or Kurt. Kurt, yeah, I never dug into him and asked. Yeah, yeah. you know, I just didn't go there. Right. You know, um, you know, I almost wonder if things have been different for you if you had picked up a Chaparral Yamaha ride, a two fifty ride, uh, some sort of. There wasn't a lot, but a two fifty. I was a two fifty rider. That would you know, help. Yeah, you know, I would have been smarter about training. I would have did what Doug Henry offered. You know, and said, "Stick to your plan, Ryan. You're you're getting fit." And I'd learned Doug. You know, he used to have his own little one off facility with rocks and and trees and picking up logs and mm-hmm. stuff on a course he had and his guy taught me about heart rate right. and all that which was in a sense ahead of your time and then i'd learned a bit from from uh, mccormick too through that and we'd put stuff together between me and jason i had a good plan and i should have never changed it yeah get on the bikes talk to the coster and you know i changed it and it was hard on my wrists and um yeah you know it's all on me what where it went down could have i chose a different ride and changed all that i don't know if i would have still done the same thing with training and and all that still all would have happened probably one way or another it just sucks to get one shot and not go the way you know you want it to right like and i had an intent suzuki had to sign me they didn't reply or whatever they had to sign me back for 99 but me and roger costa didn't see eye to eye and um um, and I was bummed that he, you know, um, that he didn't help us enough for the outdoors. I mean, when Renard started smoking Carmichael a couple of times, I, I don't know if I can say this now, but his dad built those cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. I think we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, okay. Something that we so, kind of know. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I think Roger knows that now and Suzuki probably knows it all. But right. Right. Anyways, um, I, I just, I wasn't comfortable going back and me and Jason had the opportunity to go to planet together and it just sounded more, it sounded it sounded like I needed to get away from the stress of how that all went for me. So I went for the new ride with planet. And then to be honest, I never got to ride more than two weeks without breaking a bone that whole year. And, so that's oh. wrap that whole year up for you right there. And that th- those Hondas weren't very fast either. They weren't, uh, those no, are not after yeah. the bike I was on for supercross. But then again, when I'd shift to fourth and the way they would carry kind of bottom in, they were doable. Yeah. It was, it know? wouldn't die. <laughs> right. Um, planet Honda out of Michigan. Um, who was the yep. owner, the owner, Paul Lindsay managed uh, it. Oh yeah! Oh, he was. He oh, was, I, I hate to say this, but um, he was one of a kind. Chuck, his Chuck. name was Chuck. Yeah. One of a kind. You know, yeah. good dude, good to his kids. Was good to me and Jason, but he's just in a sense metrosexual. I don't mean to pinpoint anybody out by yeah, saying yeah. that, but yeah. he was a pretty boy. Yeah. But he took care of himself. Yeah, you know, oh, and he I had know. a hell of a bike shop. So I always just thought he was there for the parties. To be honest, the after parties. That's what he loved to have fun. Oh, that guy was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did. Uh. Well, that's. Yeah, that kind of a bummer, right? Like, and then now you're yeah. pigeonholed as this, you know, as this kid that, uh, you know, didn't got a shot and didn't make it or whatever, and yeah. for a lot of reasons, and and that's yeah. especially back then there wasn't a lot of rides like there was now. 
you know, there's not no, a lot of teams. No, there wasn't. No. And, and, yeah, but I did a lot of it to myself and could have made better decisions, and, and I didn't. So, you know, um, and, uh, um, you know, I should have went and got Jeff Spencer, like Roger said, regardless, and flew back and forth. Yeah. You know, if there's any change I could have had, it would have been that. Right, you know, right. Um, not that Alden, you know, nothing like Alden Baker by any means, but he was definitely the beginning of all that. Yeah. And I, you know, so long as I was willing to go back and forth to Grants Pass, he would have built me a plan. Yeah, so really, I, right? I, I should, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing. I, I'm not one to say you could change one thing one way or another. Yeah. You know, you live and learn, you move forward, life treat, you know, you learn and yeah. you move forward. And yeah, yeah. You plan your plan. But I would love to go back and, and maybe found that earlier. And right. See where I could, but, but here we are. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, and you're not the only kid that it happened to over the years uh, as far as like, there's no, and I've always said this, like, or you look at a guy like Buckaloo too, like Buckaloo was so fast as an amateur and, you know, he comes in as a pro and he wins a supercross race and he breaks a leg and like, he's just done with Yamaha after two years, they invested with him in the amateurs, uh, Ferry and Nathan Ramsey, like washed out at Suzuki. Like they just couldn't do anything. Right. Um, Eddie Warren at Kawasaki back in the late eighties, like they give kids rides and I don't, and I'm not blaming anybody, but this is how it works. They give kids rides money and there's no manual for how, what to do. At least nowadays it's like, Hey kid, if you ride a KTM on Husqvarna, you're going to uh, Baker's factory to work uh, with Seth Rarick and Alden Baker. Yeah. And, and here's what you're yeah. going to do. There was none of that back then. There was no – it's sink or swim, literally. Just that's yeah, there's, it. There, there's pretty much a blueprint now, you know. Yeah, I mean, there is. There is. Facilities yeah. At, yeah, yeah. At, you know, we ages, you know. Preschool, some of them are in training facilities, which, you know, these training facilities and all that's great. But, you know, um, um, once kids are 15 or so, though, and fast, I mean, if they're lined up with Mitch or uh, – uh, Geico or or um, Will Hahn and some of that. Uh, yeah. Levi Kitchen's a young kid right now. Um, that's kind of like a Villapoto because he was so small. He's a year or two behind, but lined up with Yamaha um, under Cycle Trader. But I think Will Hahn. I mean, there's all there's yeah. a plan. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They yeah. all have a pretty yeah pretty good plan. No, know? back speaking, then they didn't. <laughs> yeah, speaking of little Levi Kitchen, one thing for him. I hope that kid goes far. I love him. The kid's got crazy talent. Mm-hmm. His house actually is is huge. You know the or the big uh, A frame front windows. He looks right down at us. He's got an awesome family. And, oh, cool. And yeah, they're good at this facility. So I'll throw that out there. So he's got some pressure on him at Washougal yeah, when yeah. it comes his day. Right. Yeah. I know for sure it happens all the time. Right. Yeah. So, uh, well, hey man, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. I love getting yep. to talk about the track in and in, and in your own career and. I stand by that 97 season of yours, man. I was there. Yeah. You were good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> you you know, were good. After that, for me, after that, for me, it was arena cross. I loved it. It was yep. short, quick. The whoops, nobody could get through the whoops. It had a blast. You make X amount of dollars and you're done by March and you can go help your dad at Washougal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? At that point, you're like, look, this is, you know, not the not the way it's going to – it's not going to pan out where you're going to win a national championship, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and so and- now it becomes making money and, and having a good life. And it was fun. And, and Jeff Sirwag, I want to give him props. He was so good to me with No Fear. Never actually signed a contract with him those years I rode No Fear doing Arena Cross. Oh, really? <laughs> and the same thing. I'd always get battered in Arena Cross where I'd miss three rounds because of an injury. So yeah. I could never, even though I could finally get to where I'm beating Demuth. And, man, he didn't like it when you beat him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got along with him, but, boy, howdy. 
Um, the sheriff. Anyway, He's the sheriff, Sir Waldo, bro. <laughs> Sir Waldo, no kidding. When I, I told Buddy Antnes because he was going to help me moving in when he was doing some agent stuff, uh-huh. what I got paid and that it was never even contracted by Sir Waldo. And he went, what? He goes, I didn't even get that. And he was winning. <laughs> Sir Waldo was awesome. He hooked oh, me that's up. Funny. It was really good. That's um, good. Yeah, he's a good dude. Me. Yeah. But I, I'd like to get that out there. Um, you know, and Jim Hale was always good with me back at Axe. So those are the people. And, and Bevo, I, gotta, I, I really want to thank Bevo. He was uh, my first sponsor, I think, 83 at Ponca. He was doing a goggle session on how to put tear-offs and lenses and all that on. And I sat there right with him. And he knew I was kind of fast. And he says, kids, you're sponsored. And we've had, you know, our longest relationship with my dad and so on with Washougal is Scott. You know, with Scott. Or, yeah. or sorry, Bevo. I, I shouldn't say Scott because he's with 100% now. Yeah. And he's where he belongs and they're really good to him. But Bevo was the guy for us and connected forever. And he's the one that helped me through everything. And, and, uh, when my arms were really hurting and Roger wasn't helping me, he gave Roger his two cents. And, and, you know, the next thing, you know, I ended up at Sir Wall and was a big part of that. But oh, that's good. Um, Brian Fleck, Brian Fleck at Dunlop's backed me since day one. Um, and you know, so, and there's more I'm forgetting, you know, I want to make motorsport Hills, bro is a local shop that sells all your sponsors goodies and yeah yeah and our sponsors and so just want to make sure they all know i appreciate them i'm grateful and you know um, also i remember you were one of the first talking about jim hale uh passed yeah. uh, passed away a few years ago really really bummer right. um i'd been talking to him about uh coming in and doing a, a thing on axel before he before he passed away um you were one of the first guys to get one of those all carbon axel helmets too i was like look at Huffman. oh yeah huffman's got one oh, of those yeah i did yeah. I just remembered if you crashed in it once, he said, give it to you, put it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. They were awesome. I mean, they were light. Yeah, I, I yep. love them. Yep. To this day, since that day, I've always had to have a light helmet. What? Maybe but, we'll close this with yeah. uh, a, a PG Jason Fournette story. Do you have any? Do you have any? <sighs> Do you have any that you could share? <laughs> Not necessarily PG. He was just... Yeah. He was just always fun. I mean, you want to, it didn't matter for me. If you're at, a, if you're up at Hannigan up there by uh, Canada racing and you were pissed off because Lance Smell was taking you out. Yeah. He'd make sure to get you cracking up and laughing. <laughs> Dude, he's a, he's a legend he's totally off the track. The <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, just a, just a hoot, you know? know. But he was a hard worker. He was, dude. He would train. He yeah. would train his balls off, but then he would stay out super late too. But <laughs> I was always right. uh, oh, good times with with Fernet for sure. Um, well, thanks for yeah. doing this, Ryan. I really appreciate it, man. I hope to see you at Washougal. I really do this year. I think we will. Yeah, yeah. I'd- I hope to have you. Up. Maybe we can coerce you into doing some some kind of one of your shows through Washougal at one point. Yeah, yeah, uh, we probably I know can. That WPS and stuff is part of the Nationals and stuff. Could line up for you that way. Yeah. Um, but well, listen, um, you work you work on that rental car parking, and we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> all right. Well, if I have to get, maybe I'll get you a side by side, and uh, I'll get you um, uh, your own person to drive you around or something. Oh yeah, there we go. Park the house, there we get go. out of here quick. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Well, thanks for the time, yeah. Ryan. I really appreciate it. Uh, congrats yeah. on everything that's been going on with you. Uh, Fly Racing yep. Racer X Podcast presented by Maxis and Rental. Ryan Huffman. Thanks, man. Hey, yeah, thank you. Uh, one more thing, sure. Steve. Yeah. I really, really want to let everybody know with this facility and what my dad's built. I'm super grateful to be here, be a part of this for the moto people. Um, I got Tommy Week right down the road. That's very helpful. He uh, had building a house right out here um, to my own crew, um, my fiance, my mm-hmm. kids. We got a killer, killer group of people up here. And, and through all this COVID, the one thing that that that's 
stronger for me than ever is the love for this place and to keep it open. And I want everybody to know I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to put in whatever time to learn, you know, through these hard times to keep this track going. And, and um, I, my gratefulness comes off to my crew. Um, I hope they all hear that. Uh, Ty Crandall, I, I, I said this a little bit ago, but Ty Crandall, I think I actually love this track as much as him now um, <laughs> due to what I've went through to get us open for during the COVID yeah, yeah. time. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So, that's funny. Sorry to add on a bunch no. of but I really want to thank them guys. Nah. It's very important. Well said. It's a big part of every track out in, in America for sure. So um, thanks again, Ryan. Yep. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there, you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,